Hey everybody, I'm Jack Midkiff and I want to welcome you to my podcast. Um, it is always so just amazing to me when people say, hey, I listen to your podcast. I enjoy your podcast. I've listened to all of them. So thank you if you're one of those and um, it means a lot to me. And of course, we want to build this thing up and we want to get lots and lots of people listening because my goal in this is to give people inspiration and give them um, encouragement and just maybe some entertainment, maybe some uh, word. Uh, but so what I would love for you to do is to uh, share these with your friends, share them with uh, people that you think might, you know, benefit from what we're doing here. That would mean a whole, whole bunch. So, uh, yeah, welcome. I appreciate you. Follow me on all the socials. I've got Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, um, YouTube. So go on there and subscribe or follow or like or um, whatever the platform calls for. And also on Spotify, I would love it if you'd go on Spotify. Even if you don't listen to Spotify a lot. Um, go on Spotify and subscribe or follow the uh, the podcast on Spotify. That would help us get our numbers up, and I would love that, and I appreciate that. Today, I want to talk about something that we all deal with from time to time. Matter of fact, I think everybody has dealt with it in our life, and sometimes it is uh, really harmful to us. It's really stressful to live this way. It'll just absolutely make your mind feel like it's on overload. And what am, what am I talking about? I'm talking about being a people pleaser. I think people in the South, and I'm from the South. I love the South. I love people from the North, the East, the West. But I love the South. I love Southern people. I love my Southern heritage and my upbringing. But I really believe that we are um, put at a disadvantage sometimes because we're not taught the difference in meekness and weakness. I believe that you can be meek and you can be uh, humble. You can be kind. You can be nice. And you don't have to be weak. You don't have to let people run over you. You don't have to ha let people treat you bad because you're just being kind to them. And I think a lot of us have been taught, even in the church, to be people pleasers because we're really concerned about what other people think about our walk with God. Now, I think we should have a good witness. I think we should be of good reputation. I think we should not do anything that brings, um, you know, bad feels into the church and bad thoughts into the church. I believe that. I, I do my best to live my life to where I don't bring um, some kind of shade onto the church by my actions. Um, however... 
people are hard to please. As a matter of fact, I'm just going to say, if you are trying to live your life good enough for people to admire you, for people to respect you, for people to follow you, I'll talk to you preachers and pastors and church leaders for a second, or even if you're a boss, it doesn't have to be religious. It can be any kind of situation. If you're living your life so that more people will respect you and follow you, <clears throat> I got a little news for you there, pal. You can give it up. It ain't going to happen. It might happen for a while because, unfortunately, you find people that will manipulate the situation and they will uh, make you think that they're following you, make you think that they're on your side. When in fact, when they stop getting what they want, <laughs> they are like a flash in the pan. They're gone. And so that's, that's unuseful in the kingdom. That's unproductive in your life. And matter of fact, uh, I heard a, a story from a pastor one time. He said that, and this particular pastor that was um, talking, telling this story, he pastors about twenty thousand people. And like I said, this can ha this can be for a uh, a CEO of a company, a family member. But this particular story is about a pastor of a church, and he he said that he had a friend that pastored a church of about two hundred people, and his friend ended up in the the psych ward of the hospital i mean he was he was like becoming suicidal and everything and he went in there and they treated him and he got out of the hospital and he called the pastor that's telling the story he called him up and he said hey he said i just i gotta know how in the world do you pastor twenty thousand people he said these 200 are just causing me to to be ill. And he said that he just told him, he said, I go in, I do the very best I can. I seek God. I find what I'm supposed to do in God's eyes. I do that. And then when I leave my office each day, and I leave the church, he said, I just say, God, they're yours. I'm leaving them with you. And he said, I, I go home to my family and I allow them to be strength to me. There's so much truth in that, I think. If you are going into a job that is very stressful, and I know a lot of people have a lot of stressful jobs, you know. Uh, it's kind of like the more problems you solve in life, the more you get paid. So when you have a, a job, a lot of times that pay a lot of, pays a lot of money, you're solving a lot of problems for your company, for other people. And so at the end of the day, when you go home, how many of us have been be, uh, guilty of carrying that load home with us? And then it causes stress in a marriage. It causes stress with your children. And it just really because there's stress inside of here, you know. We need to find that place where we are peaceful within ourselves. That doesn't mean you don't work hard. That doesn't mean that you don't give everything you can and leave it all on the field, so to speak. But when it causes you 
when trying to please somebody, whether it's your boss, your spouse, your your parent, your uh, and and I find so many times that grown men and women have so much stress in their life because they're still trying to please a parent. They're still trying to be. They're still trying to seek that approval. Listen, I love my mother. I loved my father. He's been in heaven a long time. But at this point in my life, I have to live my life in compliance with what I believe God wants from me and what the people that are depending on me needs from me and not trying to check every box with every person, including my mother, including you know, whoever, because at the end of the day, when you're spending all your effort trying to please somebody, a human person, um, you're probably going to come up short. Because a lot of times people want things, and, and I hope this doesn't make anybody mad, but they want things out of selfishness. We are taught to be polite we are taught to be giving. We are taught to uh, be or not be self-serving. And all those things are, are wonderful. But what happens is I believe as you get older, people begin to take advantage of that kindness, take advantage of that selflessness, and then things get way out of balance. You've got to keep your life in balance. How do I do that, Pastor? I, well, you know what? Uh, we're all working on that. But I do believe the first place to, to do that is start with your relationship with God. Start every day that you live getting up and finding that place of thankfulness. Finding... What are you thankful for in your life? Well, you know what? If you've only got a couple things, then thank God for that every morning. I like to, I've got, personally, I've got a lot more than a couple. I've got so many people I'm thankful for, so many things I'm thankful for. And I, I get up every day and begin to tell God how thankful I am for the different things in my life. And that keeps me in balance because there's always that time in the day that I go, ah, I need this or ah, I need that. I don't have this or that person's not fulfilling their obligation or whatever in whatever capacity they are in my life. And so when I'm when I start out being thankful and you know what I can find I can sit here right now and tell you tons of things that I'm thankful for. And you could too, right there where you are. And that's where we start the day. And that helps us, I believe, stay grounded. It helps us stay balanced that we start out with a thankful heart. And because when people start putting those unrealistic demands on your life, you have to have something to hold on to. And so the first thing I'm thankful for is my relationship with Jesus. My relationship with him balances me out. When, you know, if, if someone else in my life has abused my kindness, abused my courtesy or my compassion, I can always go back and think, man, all that Jesus has done for me, all that I've been given. And so, you know, you've, you've got to get in that place where you have a, a, a home base. 
And Jesus is my home base. Um, so talking about people pleasing, I also want to talk about expectations that religion puts on us. There again, uh, being a good old Southern boy myself, I was raised in church, um, you know, I heard a comedian say something the other day that just made me chuckle because it's so, it's just true. It's why it was funny. It's just true. Um, she said, you know, she said, I was raised in a very strict uh, church where they talked about heaven and they talked about hell. And if you didn't do certain things, you were going, you're not going to heaven. And if, if you did certain things, you were going to hell. And then she said, but have you ever noticed you go to a funeral and nobody ever goes to hell? <laughs> Which, you know, maybe that isn't tastefully funny, but I thought it was funny because it's true. We are threatened by religion to be this, 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 and this. And if we don't meet those criteria, then, you know, it's not good enough. Let me, let me put something in here. I believe in having convictions, and I believe that the Holy Spirit will convict you. I do not believe He condemns you, and I don't believe in living under condemnation. But I do believe that the conviction power of the Holy Spirit, meaning He will take the Word and He will remind you. That's one, one reason we need to read the Bible, is so that it'll be in there, and He can use that, and He can say, hey... Mm, not sure you should speak that way to that person or not sure you should do that action or eh, not sure. But the difference in conviction and condemnation, one brings shame and one brings power. Conviction being from, you know, the Holy Spirit that lives inside of us, he will help us be better condemnation is what we get from a lot of religious uh junk <laughs> that says if you don't if you don't meet this criteria if you don't if you don't do this exactly this way then you're not good enough to go to heaven or you're not good enough to do this and that's really a tragedy to me uh, I love my heritage. I do. I love my heritage, and I wouldn't take anything. I really wouldn't trade with anybody. I think I've had one of the, the most awesome upbringings and the most awesome. Uh, my, my parents worked hard, and we had what we needed. We, I, I'm not going to sit here and say we as poor as dirt and all that. I mean, we weren't rich, but my dad worked hard. My mom worked hard, and you know what? I can't say that I feel uh, I feel like I was uh, not given what I needed because I was. I love my heritage of where I come from in church. I do. I I love that. Although I respectfully say that I think a lot of the things that I was taught was taught from a religious. Um, kind of a this denomination says this and we are going to follow this and it's the truth because the 
the the denomination has said it to go go this way and a lot of the stuff unfortunately that that i was around growing up um, i disagree with <laughs> a lot of it has to do with legalism is what it's called in the church a lot of it has to do with um you know you gotta you gotta dress this way or act this way or or talk this way and or you gotta you know do this action or or you can't have this particular belief and go to heaven or be a part of the church or whatever and um as i said i have very strong convictions and beliefs on in my personal life i just don't i just don't have a lot of the uh i don't have i don't have a, an agreement with a lot of the a lot of the rules, if you would, because a lot of the rules um, were meant, I believe, to cause us to um, meet a certain man's idea of what is holy or what isn't holy. You know, um, I really do. I feel that way. I hope I'm not offending anybody because that's not my not my goal here today my goal in this podcast is to tell you to do what matthew 6 says seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and then all these things will be added to you not because you you know do certain things that are in a, a book of minutes now do i believe that you should be a part of a church that you agree with at least mostly absolutely so if you go to a church and it's got a lot of those rules and regulations and, and you agree with that, hey, more power to you, more power to them. It's just that thing of uh, allowing, you know, because I, I feel like a lot of things that even when I started pastoring, let me use this for an example. When I started pastoring, I feel like that I did certain things just to meet the criteria of, of what I had been taught the longer I dove into my personal beliefs, the further that I got into knowing, because I've been pastoring for close to, you know, in November of, of 2023, it'll be 25 years. And so as I've grown in uh, my relationship with God and wanting to be the best, number one, Christian I can be. Secondly, I want to be the best uh father and husband and and all that that i can be and i want to be the very best pastor i can be and as i've dug into a lot of that i have found that i really i i have a difference of opinion than even when i have stood in the pulpit of my church <clears throat> even in the last couple of years and i've told them I, you know what i used to teach it this way and here's the scripture as to why I now believe it this way. Now, it's not, been, it's not been major doctrinal things. I still believe that Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, the life. To me, that's the basis of Christianity, right? Um, but I'm talking about people pleasing. So I'm talking about a lot, of the, a lot of the doctrinal things that, quite frankly, cause confusion, because I don't believe that confusion comes from God. 
I believe that he is absolutely, someone once said, has it ever occurred to you that nothing, nothing occurs to God? I don't think God gets up and goes, hmm, <laughs> ever. So for us to have such, I had a man um, say to me one time that quite frankly, uh, don't go to church or he didn't then. He said to me, he said, it's amazing how uh, so many people can take the same book and have so many different ideas. And that's so true. It is really true. And I'm not against denominations. I'm not against people having their own doctrinal preferences. Not against that at all. My point in this is for us to find peace in Jesus, find peace in God, find peace in that place of knowing who we are in Christ, knowing what we are have inside of us produces that place of fulfillment to where we because when you feel peace and you feel uh, when you are walking in fulfillment then you are able or more excited or at least I am about getting up and fulfilling your purpose every day getting up and finding a way to get done what you feel like is your purpose um my dad taught me something that I've taught a lot of different people. It don't cost a bit more to dream big than it does little. The, the bedrock of your ability to dream is to be peaceful first in who you are. So you'll know, um, you know, your, your abilities, your, um, you know, the things that you're able to do can push you toward your purpose, the things that make you happy, the things that make you sad, the things that make you excited, the things that really tick you off and make you mad can help push you toward your purpose. Um, Danny Thomas got aggravated and mad that so many children were dying of cancer. So he started St. Jude uh, Children's Hospital. And although the, there's still, unfortunately, children that pass away from cancer, there's been a lot of children that has lived because he got mad at the disease and he said, I'm going to do something about it. And if you drive through Memphis on Interstate 40 right now, you can't, you can't help but see what a, a, an incredible facility that, that his passion has built. But you have to first stop trying to please others because somebody probably told him, I don't know, I've never heard this, but I can't imagine that somebody probably had, didn't at some point look at Danny Thomas and say, that's too big, you can't do that. You shouldn't go about it that way or, or you're not doing it right or whatever because the reason I feel that probably happened is because people is people. <laughs> And when you try to please people, you're always going to find resistance. Now, anytime you do anything worthwhile, you're going to find resistance because as humans and as Christians, we have an enemy and his name is Satan. And so, you know, we're always going to have that opposition. But when you stop trying to please people and you focus on your relationship with God first, then you have more confidence that you know that greater is he that is within you than he that is in the world. So therefore, the, the true enemy. Bible says that 
your fight is not with flesh and blood. So why, why, are, we, why are we continually trying our best to fight not only other people, but fight ourselves to please others? You know, um, for a long time, when I first started pastoring, for a long time, I would preach. As a matter of fact, I started, we, we started the church in 1998, and this actually happened in 2013. Early in 2013, um, I went to my office one day, as I had many, many times, had preached. People had actually uh, given their hearts to Jesus that day. It wasn't that I was doing bad, but as I walked up my steps that morning, uh, after or that afternoon, after I'd got done with church, I felt so depleted. I felt I, I, I wasn't satisfied and I wasn't truly peaceful because I was trying to preach in a way that I thought I was supposed to, even though it didn't feel right to me, even though I didn't always feel fulfilled when I got done. I was doing what I had always been taught that a preacher does. I told people, if you don't get right, you know, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And in my office, I remember going up and I felt so depleted on that Sunday. The next morning, I went into my office and I said, God, I have to know that this this isn't working for me. And I have to understand what you have put me on this planet to do. And at that moment. I felt I'm not saying he audibly spoke to me because he didn't. But somewhere inside of me, <laughs> as he speaks to me on, on the regular like that, I felt this come up in my spirit. He said, you've been taught all your life to be a dreamer. He said, help people become dreamers. Help people to wake that dreamer back up. Help people to know what it means to dream dreams that I can help them fulfill. And... Um, from that day to this, um, I, you know, my preaching is what it is. My teaching is what it is. So I'm not sitting here going, oh, I'm just so great. I'm, I'm telling you, I am fulfilled more than I ever have been in my life because I stopped trying to check all the boxes as a preacher. And I began asking God, God, what's my purpose? So when you stop trying to please people, or please some kind of protocol made by people, <laughs> then you can get to the place where you can say, God, okay, what is it that I'm here to do? And um, since then, um, I have felt more fulfilled in my, in my calling than I ever have because... Um, I'm doing what I feel like is what God has told me that I was supposed to be doing. And that's helping people remember God is for you. He's not against you. God wants you to help. He wants to help you accomplish your goals and your dreams. Psalm 37, 4 says, delight yourself, therefore, in the Lord, and he'll give you the desire of your heart. Matthew 6, seek first the kingdom of God. Submit yourself therefore to God. Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and... All these other things will be added unto you. So, um, today, I want you 
to, you know, it's okay to want to help people and it's okay to want to make people smile. It's I love doing that. I'm not um, a, a real confrontational person. I don't care a bit to meet my, you know, my adversary wherever I need to. I don't care to do what I need to, but just to go up and confront people, I don't like doing that. It, it just don't settle good with me. But I understand that I have to stop trying to fit into everybody else's box. And I have to fit into the box that I've been placed on this earth to do. And um, I read something this morning in a devotion with my staff that uh, when we stop trying to compare ourselves to others, then we can be everything that uh, we need and desire to be. King Saul, you know, he put to death thousands. Well, he was okay with that. And he was totally, he was totally confident in his position until he heard that David killed 10,000. 10, and so he started comparing. And he was miserable the rest of his life. And ultimately lost his life because of that. Lost his, lost his throne because of that. You will never be fully fulfilled trying to fit into a box that somebody else wants you to or that you compare yourself to somebody else. Find that place of peace in Jesus. And now, and I'm talking a lot about church because that's what I do, but it works the same way on your job, in your family, in life itself. Because we all may do different things, but we're all we're all the same in 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 this sense that I am a spirit, I live in a body, and I possess a soul. So take control, and stop trying to please everybody but Jesus. And then, and I promise you, when you put Him first, the other people that really matter in your life will feel like they're in the right spot too. Hey, I'm so thankful that you. Uh, have been with me today and like i said earlier please share this and let people know about the jack midkiff podcast and i would just really appreciate that all right uh if you'd like to email me sometime uh, maybe there's a topic that you'd like for the jack midkiff podcast to be about why don't you send me an email at jack midkiff that's j-a-c-k-m-i-d-k-i-f-f at gmail um, dot com you can go on to all the socials and i think all the socials are jack underscore midkiff so follow me there and uh yeah i'll see you next time god bless you and have a good one